Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Elkanen. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick Mitchot with you this morning, as we are every morning. Well, yesterday was all fun and dandy and exciting. Market rallied off the Fed, and I'll let Dennis say it, actually. Dennis says it better than me. Where's my... It's gone. Where's my soundboard? And it's gone. I did the the soundboard for you. No, that's not the one. Um... Kaplui? Anyway, I, I I think I deleted the soundbite, but we've given it, given it all back. That's the point. We've given it all back. That is the point of the morning. We're going to talk about that rally and the uh, unwinding of that rally and uh, what that means going forward. We'll take questions from our chat. Our guests today, two guests on the docket, Mark Chaikin at 8.15 and Buck Andrews at 8.35. Today's show is also sponsored by Inform, I'll put the link up on the screen there, in4m.info. There it is on the bottom. Let's go to Joel, and we'll go to Joel's charts, and we'll have Joel explain to us what exactly <laughs> happened overnight. What yeah, happened? Uh, still trying, still scratching my head on this one. Uh, had a nice rally overnight, uh, took out that high from yesterday, got five points above it, 78.50, and then... 335 this morning boom we turned around and we lost all that we went red we went more red pre-market low 3250 now this is interesting because you didn't even get to yesterday's low which is a uh, 39 and a quarter i think i would have been a, had a bit or two out there so a tricky day going into the quad which a lot of jockeying going on and uh this is a tough one don't don't have a great feel for the market yet this morning uh gold is in the green by 4:30 at 17:3130 silver's going the same way for a change uh, silver is up 22 cents Actually, 22.2 cents, room 222 at 26.27. And Bitcoin, that's just hanging comfortably near 60K. We're up $175 at $51,155. Uh, Triple D, uh, you sign off at 8 o'clock. You got a picture yeah. of the markets. Yeah. You check your phone a couple times. Yeah. I go to and sleep. Gotta- I go to sleep. Markets are fine. Wake up in the middle of the night, take a leak, and I'm like, I guess I'm going trading because this was 5 a.m. and I saw the hammering happen, and I was like, okay, well, I got to rework out of some stuff here. So, went in there. So many efficiencies at 5 a.m. Anyway, so I worked out of some of the stuff, um, some of my longs. I was trying to work out of some of the tech longs and trying to like cycle over because I thought we were going to be having an okay day today. I know. And that takes me completely by surprise. They turn around and hammer the stocks and give back the entire Powell pop. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, I've been worried about the market for a while. I was worried yesterday morning, but then Powell comes out, tells us we's never going to hike interest rates ever again, basically. And, you know, we get this huge rally. So you think, okay, well, you can't fight the Fed. I mean, the Qs go from 317 to 324 and kiss, kiss the, the yesterday's high, the two-day-ago high. So now we give it all back. 
overnight on basically nothing. I don't know what to say. You got support in here, 316 to 317, because this was, you know, where we were trading before Powell gave the Powell pump. So I think you do have some trading support here. So I think you bring in your shorts, maybe. But I don't know. I, 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 it's such a tough market. You know, Doug Castle he says the market with no memory. I mean, we are in that right now because it completely forgot about pumping Powell. Spencer, Spencer maybe this is a time to go to the meme. Yeah, Spencer. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, David from Twitter. David from Twitter, whoever you are, wherever you are, sent us a, uh, what I thought was a rather flattering picture. A rather, rather flattering picture. Yeah. Looks yeah. good. Yeah. He's showing it right now. Boom. I tell you. There's our friend. Yeah. Pumping Powell right in the middle. Pumping, uh, pumping as he always does. It's pumping Powell. We got Joel. We got Joel. <laughs> We got Mitch, it. Mitch, man, you're cocky. Mitch, it's really Spencer I like too. It. I had no idea you guys looked that good without your shirts on, man. I, I don't yeah. even know how to right put there. my hands like that. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot you don't know about me. There's a lot you don't know about me. All right. Wow, Spencer, pump some iron there, huh? Uh, David from Twitter, tipping the. We love it. I saw that last night. Uh, I uh, couldn't uh, stop laughing. I want to see good. Spencer in those swimming trunks, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only one that really looks like that in real life is me. <laughs> These photos are from... Yeah, because he's, he's a swimmer over there. If you look like me, I got the big belly going now. <laughs> yeah. Who's I got the six-pack going on with the six, beers in, my, six know, beers in my belly. Who was Hans and who was Franz? It's unclear. Yeah. Unclear. I'm Hans, and this is Franz. And from this Powell's here to pump up the markets. What's pumping Powell thinking right now, though? Like, okay. He gives a nice pump. He's like, okay, mission accomplished. You know what he's strapping? He's showing off his stuff here right now. And then overnight, they slap him in the face and they say, hey, you can control the short end, but you sure as hell can't control the long end. And they're hammering the TLT. It is off the lows, but they gave it all back and then some. So TLT is now trading on a new low of the move, which is never good if you're long. You never want to be long something making new lows on the move. This fantastic for banks. You can see the banks showing a lot of strength here this morning because think about the environment. Powell not raising the short end and the market raising the long end for you. That's called spread. And that's what the banks want to make. So this is why the banks continue to rally. It's all TLT driven here right now. Powell's not going to ever raise the short end. He's going to lend, you know, out and uh, and we're going to have the long end there. It's going to be a beautiful environment for the banks. And that's why the banks continue to show a lot of strength. I mean, across the board, Goldman Sachs making new highs, Bank America, new highs, JP Morgan, new highs, Citigroup, new highs. I have some pairs trades in a couple of these, um, just uh, but totally hedged off. So anyways, I don't know. Is, is this The bank trades definitely got crowded now. It's been running and running, but. For good reason. I mean, this TLT has been hammered. This is what the bank's been waiting for. Yeah, for a long time. Long and they, time. They, they still got, I mean, you can look at the chart and say, wow, we've really come off. But if you look where we are at, you know, back at the beginning of 2019, you know, it's still more real. It's a trend and, and it's broken. And man, they can just, uh, you know, borrow, just the arbitrage there for them, right? For the banks. I mean, yeah. printing print money. 
But uh, you want to do so? You want to do a few earnings here? I know we got Mark coming on in six minutes. A few earnings plays or any particular movers jumping out to you? I I saw this uh, UPST, and I never heard of the stock before. But uh, Upstart Holdings, see the rally in that one, Triple D, or is that something not in your world of trading mm, it's in my world of trading but i don't know what the news is is this uh takeover or something what's going no, on it's literally just earnings that's all it is craziness earnings report yeah i again i'm like joel never heard of the stock uh i've traded it but earnings, wow earnings out last night and they they beat they they made 86 million dollars in, uh, in, in 86 revenue, wow in revenue last quarter yeah i mean that's that's it. That's the news. Is they they had earnings and they gave guidance and um they're gonna also they're going to acquire Prodigy Software. They announced so. I mean ninety bucks for me. I mean this is a pretty easy call on the long side. You got up to ninety one. Not an easy call, but you you're leaking now right here. You had this daily high right here as well. Where was that at? Didn't quite get to ninety three, but. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. I think if you're long this thing or you want to try and short, you're going to have to pick an intermediate level ahead of that pre-market high, giving all these people their money back from when we were under 50. Yeah. Um, wait, I was going to say something, and I just forgot. The upstart thing kind of distracted me, and I forgot what I was going to say. Well, I'll take it back to the markets here because we're not all upstart traders here, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what do you think on tech like let's go talk tech because everybody's into tech i mean we do put the double top in yesterday joel so we get you know what we're talking about is yesterday's high very close to the previous day's high we completely reverse off of that level overnight despite trading up like i said for most of the after hour session the entire after hour session the market was positive then around three o'clock they start pulling the rug out from under and they just kept hammering it um, to give it all back, I mean, I look at yesterday's low now, 315.60, and I think, okay, you got good support there. Got to hold that. I just think it's such a crowded trade. And we don't know, we still don't know if we've if the tech b- b- top is in. I mean, what I mean by that is it, 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 the valuations are just stupid. We know that for a long time. But it's been forgiven. I mean, on all these stocks, it's been forgiven. Every stock that Kathy Wood owns, the valuation's nuts. But she doesn't care because she's in a bull market. And, you know, and as long as you stay in the bull market, those multiples continue to expand. And there is growth there, too. But, you know, Tesla had a great candle yesterday. It was a complete reversal. Like, you know, it's at the lows, rips up higher, looks great. And then, you know, boom. So is this just another pullback to buy? Like, I am really, you know, usually I have a pretty good feel for what's going on. But last night, this overnight movement took me completely by surprise. Because I did not think, you know, I'm a big fan of the two-day move, where you get a, a counter trend move. Okay, now we got some people going, Powell's winning. You know, you think you're going to get a follow-through move, and to give it all back, you know, makes me spooked again. You know but what? Maybe this is time where you know you're just buying dips and selling rips, and maybe you continue to do it until it doesn't work anymore. Well, I'm looking at the queues, and the, I mean, until these things clear, uh, the queues three twenty-five, just under three twenty. Yeah, yeah, look at look at that. I mean, until you yeah. look at all those daily highs, yeah. 324 and a half, 325. So didn't even sniff it yesterday. So I I mean, just looking at the cues, look at this technically, until we clear this 324 and a half, 325, then hey, you know, you want to do a projection of this move from what 337 to three, you know, another 30 point move down from 325 takes you under 300. So it just looks tired. 
you had the, the break, you had the rally, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying, but it just looks like people want out there. So that's, that's looking at the cues. Uh, I, I, you know, you know, I like to flip, you know, from bullish to get super bearish. I just, just <laughs> well, we all do that. That's well, human. That's human nature. But no, <laughs> I do but, it ten times a day. But I mean, I just think there's expiration here. I, I just kind of, I'm just kind of, re- you know, I'm just going to wait a day. I'm not going to make any, you know, big major calls. I'm going to see what happens on the quad, which because we were talking about this on the pre pre market show, they could sell this thing off today. Right, and things look really bad, and then they just have eighty-nine billion trillion to buy on the open tomorrow. Right, jack it up on the open, and everyone that's short is you know is is you know up the creek. Everyone that sold out their long is up the creek. They blast it off the open tomorrow, and then they sell it off again. So there's just it's just tough expiration, and I'm just gonna wait. Do we break down for the lows from this week at 39.13 main on Monday? Or do we break out, uh, you know, finally break out and get to, uh, you know, 4,000 or or 400 in the spider? I think it's just a tough range and you've got to be a little bit patient here. The other thing to consider is that everybody in, in Reddit especially is interested in big money fast. And they're not interested True. in owning the mega caps as much and we've talked about this you know they're not interested in the apples and the amazons i mean we can just feel it from the show like seven years ago six years ago five years ago when we started doing the show everybody wants to talk amazon and apple and they want to talk the big guns Never you do. Know? and nobody wants to talk those stocks anymore they want to talk tkat because it's the new hot you know stock and i'm not saying that's a i'm just saying this is the market that we're in is we're not interested in trying to make seven eight percent a year i want to make a hundred percent in a week. I see a commercial. There's a new commercial going on CNBC. I don't know what the hell. Somebody, some guy started with forty eight hundred bucks or something. Did you see this commercial? No. I just caught it yesterday. He started. You know, he, he's advertising it on CNBC. Uh, started. You know, two years ago, my account forty eight hundred dollars, and now that account is built up. That it pays me fifty thousand dollars. You know, a month or something, and he's built the account up. It was a new advertisement. I'm like, this is what the mentality has become. It's like. It's so much greed out there. It's like, get rich as fast as you possibly can. And it makes me just think like, I think we're, you know, we are in the most epic bubble that, you know, like even, you know, from a, from a multiple perspective, like we're now topping over 1999 and a lot of stocks, like there wasn't stocks trading 80 times sales, you know, and now, you know, people have just got to come in. They just got, Oh, I'm going to go TKAT. And you know, this thing blasts off NFT play, right? So, you know, these NFT stocks, $2.70 a week, it goes 28 bucks. I mean, this is where the action is all moving to. People want to just like jump in to the, where they're going to get rich the fastest. And that's not good for the overall market because, yeah, like the the S&Ps and, you know, you got rotation, you still got, you know, and there's still the majority of institutional money isn't jumping and all this stuff. But as there gets to be less and less, you know, as more and more people are interested in the fast buck, it makes you think that there may actually be a correction in some of the other stuff just because people are selling that stuff. We've been talking about that, selling that stuff to raise cash to buy, you know, the, the newest hot idea. I mean, there's people paying, you know, $49 million or whatever, you know, for, for digital art or whatever, however much it was, you know, if it was even more than that. 
I mean, sixty-nine million. Yeah. All, this I again, can, can I get Mark on and and yeah, yeah, bring Mark on all these thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Mark also has thoughts. Mark yeah. is the founder of Chicken Analytics. Joins us every other Thursday at eight fifteen. Mark, are you? Do you see the same thing? I do. I'm willing to talk about Apple. A power gauge rating on Apple has gone bearish, as has the rating on Zoom and Netflix yeah. and Peloton. Uh, yeah. Guys, there's a changing of the guard. Uh, is it and, a small cap market going forward? It's kind of what I was trying to get at. I mean, is it like a, a complete changing of the guard here where um, we've been, you know, tech, 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 no matter what? And are we now, one, moving into a value market, but two, moving into a small cap market as well, where people can get rich faster? Small caps are on fire. And um, I agree with uh, Joel, 325 on the NASDAQ, absolutely critical. It's where our long-term double exponential smooth averages. So it doesn't mesh with any of the conventional indicators. So we, we held three, 300, we bounced very weakly. Uh, and that's reflected in a lot of the tech names. It's reflected in software, which is um, really my beacon for the market. You know, if the market's going to grow, it's semiconductors and software. And when trends in value and small caps finally assert themselves, they last for years. It's not just a three-month passing fancy. So I agree with you. It's Small caps are really where the leverage is in the market. You don't have to buy junk. I mean, there's plenty of quality small caps out there from, you know, remember Foot Locker is a great brand. It's a small cap stock, small to mid. Right. Signet reported really good numbers this morning, small to yeah. mid. Retail, uh, retail small caps, I think, are a really uh, interesting investment area and trading area. There's been so much rotation from those high PE stocks to the low PE stocks. I mean, Viacom is the poster child for this. And the PE was maybe just completely stupid when it got down to like five times earnings or four times earnings it was trading. And now, you know, you've seen this run from like in the last three months from 30 to 90. And, you know, it's the poster child for we have moved into a value market. And, you know, we've seen this over the course of the last 10 years where tech has outperformed value for so long. We've seen these little, you know, we've seen these points where, value comes into favor for a week or two and you're like is this the time is this the time this is the longest i think you know we've been like three months where value has been outperforming tech now so it's more than just you know a little blip on the radar now it's actually a trend and the question is i guess are we going into one of those prolonged periods like people don't realize in 2001 to 2007 value significantly outperformed tech so i mean and growth so, I mean, we go to these periods of cycle. We just haven't seen them in the last decade. It's been growth, 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 growth. I mean, if you want to punish the maximum amount of participants, slamming these growth names and, and continuing this value trade would do that. So does the trade continue? It does continue. I don't think tech is dead, but I don't think it's going to be a leader. It's going to participate, but it's going to be one step forward and two steps back. So uh, you, you've got to think of selling tech on rallies like we've seen here in the last, we'll call it three days. Um, yesterday was a pretty uh, embarrassing day for tech because you had all the ingredients with what Jerome Powell said to assume that rates weren't going to starve off the tech sector PE. It's really a PE compression that you're seeing. I mean, the difference between now and 2000, in my view, is that, yeah, there are some stocks with no earnings. Uh, very little in the way of earnings, but they do have revenue. But the leaders that took us to the highs in September, Microsoft, Amazon, 
Google. And Google, by the way, still has a bullish rating in our model. So, you know, there's some havens for tech, but call them mega cap growth stocks instead of tech. And now you're broadening the tent to include a lot of stocks that people own. People still own Zoom. It's one of the most widely owned stocks, even among the millennials. They're getting creamed in it. Where do, you think, for, where do you think Zoom is a, a year from now? I don't know. It could be 100. Yeah. Uh, it, it depends on lower, adoption. Though? It's heading lower. It's, we've had a bearish rating on it for four months, five months. The, the problem with Zoom is they didn't monetize the COVID stay-at-home uh, surge. Uh, and so to make up for that, they're rolling in other services like video um, telephone and chat and, you know, sort of productivity software. Well, it's not proven that people want to get that from Zoom. And Ring Central has a very competitive product. It's really a wrapper around Zoom. So they're going to be out there competing with some of their own clients. They're going to be out there trying to get you to pay for services. You know, when you're at 100 times earnings, whatever they are, 100 times revenue, <clears throat> there's no margin for error. So I, I think it's going lower. I wouldn't own it here. And the question is how low? And I, I've been a big proponent of not buying puts in an uptrend that shows you a persistent pattern of higher highs and higher lows. So um, only if you get that rally like we did around earnings above 400, above 425, would I go on to the, the put side in Zoom. You, if you buy puts here, you're sort of buying puts into a mini hole. So um, very, very uh, downbeat on these uh, stocks. What about, um, I was just looking at DoorDash as well, and this is a stock that we've dogged on the show basically since it came out, just saying, and I just think there's going to be competitions. It was a stock that completely benefited from a stay-at-home economy. And, you know, you can see what the stock has done in the last months, went from 220 to 131. I mean, the valuation on this one is just stupid as well. I think Marty Fool may have recommended it yesterday. I'm not sure. It's uh, come down of, a lot. I mean, it's come from 220 well, to 133. Well, but. At the highs, DoorDash's valuation was was uh, bigger than most of the people who use them. Like, I don't know if it's bigger than Chipotle, but yeah. there was a, the, an interesting report out that at the at the peak, DoorDash had a valuation that was bigger than the people they serve, which is insane because they're, they're not making any friends out there in the restaurant world. Uh, they're taking a cut and it's hurting uh, profit margins for restaurants back in. Uh, it, it's very analogous to a bull market that probably nobody on the call has ever a bear market. 1969, 70. You had a stock called Levitt's Furniture. It was a chain of, I think, 20 furniture stores. It had a bigger valuation than Montgomery Ward, which was the largest catalog retailer in the world at that point. Company eventually went bankrupt. You know, it's we're starting to see stuff like that. The problem is for everybody on this call, the final phase of a bull market can get crazy. And so if you try and call the top, yeah. you're watching stocks go up. And then inevitably, if you're like me and you're human, you dive in at the peak. And so it, it's a little bit of a, uh, a balancing act right now. You know that the knife is going to cut deep, but you don't know when. Yeah, Mark, I love having you on the show because you can even bring up things that I don't remember. There you go. <laughs> I, yeah, you make me feel good. No, we're online with a Mark Chaikin. 
Chicken Analytics here. Uh, let's just talk about just real quick about the expiration because I'm trying not to get super bullish or super bear. I mean, obviously bullish. The trend is up. Uh, you know, we talked to you about a year ago. You know, during the pandemic, and we had the expiration, the Mar- March expiration with the the gamma unwind. Um, I'm hearing some different things in the futures markets about, you know, some exposures, some different firms have uh, coming up to this expiration. What do you think? You think we just kind of just like ride it out the next couple of days and, and see what, you know, read the tea leaves next week. Is there any gamma on wise? What do you, what are you hearing out there for the, the quad witch? Well, uh, first of all, you zeroed in on a really interesting pattern. It's a trader from Chicago who, uh, and his, he's well known, and the name eludes me. I have three of his books behind me. He said 25 years ago, 22 years ago, uh, looking at trading patterns, that if the week has been up, Thursday is typically a down day. If the week has been down, Thursday is typically an up day. It doesn't work all the time, but if you look back, you'll see that the, the Thursday reverse effect is even stronger than turnaround Tuesday. So I think you're on to something that we will get a down day here. The futures look horrendous right now. Uh, But that doesn't tell us much about Friday. And I think Friday is probably going to be an up day. We haven't seen a, you know, a sort of washout with a Thursday, Friday down in a long, long time. So I think today down, tomorrow up, there is some gamma unwind, according to uh, Charlie McGilligan, who is the wheel on this type of analysis at Instanet. Um, Instanet, boy, I haven't heard that. Yeah, term. well, it's wow. a research firm now. Um, and he uh, has been talking about a gamma unwind in the queues. Uh, Mark, I want to ask you about a couple of individual names here. First up, uh, chat is, chat's got a memory like, like an elephant, man. They want to know about Pinterest. You still bullish? Uh, no, Pinterest uh, has been bearish and now it's neutral because it reclaimed our 200 day average. I love okay. the company. I think they're doing everything right. They're tie-ins with Shopify, uh, the whole idea of the kinder, gentler social network, but the, the technicals aren't right here. Okay. Um, and by the way, FUBU, uh, Dennis, power gauge is turned bearish. So FUBU, finally, it's Fubo. Bearish. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, reality caught up to it. What about what about FedEx here, Mark? They report earnings tonight. We know that's one of the favorite stocks to watch as like a bellwether for the market. Uh, well, it 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 was a bellwether, but we didn't pay attention to it in terms of large cap, but because the market has shifted to value, they've okay. got big headwinds going into the earnings. You know, every every quarter going forward here is going to suffer from comparison with the you know the the yeah. business uh, boost that they got from the COVID shop at home, stay at home syndrome. So. Uh, I think FedEx is a tired stock, and I don't see it doing very much here. Okay. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics, a longtime veteran of bull markets, bear markets, sideways markets, uh, corrections, you name it. He's lived it. Mark Chaikin, as always, thanks for the time, sir. My pleasure. Be well. All right. 828 here. Uh this guy, I tell you, if anybody has CNBC on, I don't know how looking at this guy can make you bullish. Oh, my God. Yet. Is that the CEO? <laughs> yeah. Who is this guy? It's the oh, CEO. Right, CEO? He has yeah. yeah. What is he, a fireman, too? What, what is <laughs> I was just going to say, you better get out to the crossing guard there uh, to help the kids go to school if they're going to school. Oh, he's right there on the line working, and they're building their cars. and 
Yeah, he's on the assembly line. That's bullish. He's on the assembly line. Yeah, but it's not moving. Oh, okay. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> assembly line is not moving. Good, on, good observation there. We, we got an economic number coming, don't we, one minute? Oh, yeah, we do. We do. We what do we do. got? What do we got? Jobless claims. Remember, yeah, jobless claims. Is that going to be a mover for me? I got to go wide? It's a, it's a weekly number. I, I mean, I don't it's... know. I've been moving lately on these numbers, though. I'm scared. You got me spooked all of a sudden. You're scared. All right. All right. No, let's, scared. Scared. Let's, let's see what let's see what the number is. We're coming. We'll up. go to a one minute here. Thirty seconds. We got a number. Ooh, okay. one minute chart. Just oh. just commenting further on what Mark just said, and I completely agree because I can remember this. But he was saying that in a bull, you know, the final phase of bull market can go nuts, and that's exactly what happened. In in Jan and so we rolled over from 1999 to 2000. I can remember the three months from January to March of 2000. Crazy. We went from Nasdaq 4,000 to Nasdaq 5,000 in three months, and we just were bought. Everything was just getting bought, and you're just like, I can't understand it. You know, it's just buying, buying, buying tech stocks. And here comes a number. I guess it's not going to be a nothing burger because we went wide. It went wide on spies. Twenty cents. Twenty cents wide, but I don't see much there. But I guess just to continue my thoughts, it doesn't look like the number is going to move the stocks. Um, then they pulled the rug out from under it in March, and it just never stopped going down for basically a year and a half. And that's when the NASDAQ fell from 5,100 to 1,100. The NASDAQ itself fell 81%. And you know that's why you've got to be aware. If you're on margin, if you're just invested for the long haul and you're not on margin, you can take drawdowns of 50%. It's okay. You know, you yep. can. They suck, but you can take it. You know, you're in those stocks. And eventually, 20 years later, Microsoft came back and made new highs 20 years later. But, I mean, if you're on margin and you take a 50% drawdown and you're all tech stocks, then you're a two-to-one margin. You're going to get wiped out. So that's why I've always said I don't like investing on margin. You trade on margin. You minimize your damage. You use discipline when you're trading always cutting your losers but if you're going all in and you're on margin i mean we have a lot of you know things to worry about here and maybe it's going to get stupid and maybe we're just going to keep blasting off and maybe zoom's going to go to a thousand you know we don't know nobody knows anything the path but if you're just looking for what their value hat on and looking at investing right now and you're saying you know we've been saying for a long time a lot of these valuations are just stupid look at what the market has done the last three months it's it's correcting stupidity Really, in the last three months, the market has corrected stupidity. It's been selling the ridiculously priced stocks and buying the cheap stocks. Value has come back in a favor. Does it continue? I mean, that's what it did for six years from 2001 to 2007. It corrected stupidity. So it took six years to correct stupidity. Is this the market that we're going into? Are we now in the process of correcting stupidity? That's a big, you know, and we see GameStop and you're like, yeah, we're, we're in silly town. I mean, there's stupidity still all over the place. But the market is correcting stupidity in certain stocks right now. And I'm not sure if that trend continues or if we just get stupid again. But in the long run, maybe the market is, eff- is efficient. It just takes years and years to correct stupidity. Uh, just to recap, uh, finish up the thread on the economic data, we had a couple of data points. Jobless claims for last week, uh, 770,000 jobless claims filed for the week of March 12th uh, versus 700,000 uh, 712,000 the week prior. And this is interesting. The Philly Fed Manufacturing Index for March up to 51.8 uh, versus 23.1 in February. So uh, I guess that goes to what, what J-PAL was saying, right? I guess the economy is coming back. 
if if that number is 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 to be to be believed. But um, Dobbs claims more than expected. Fed manufacturing index, Philly Fed manufacturing index, uh, also way more than higher than expected. Uh, well, uh, fucking- real quick, uh, so just want a question from the chat. Uh, something about uh, going wide when I when Dennis says that, and when I where I say that to him. Uh, Dennis makes markets in a lot of stocks, and when there's uh, you know uncertainty out there, when there's an economic number, he does you know he wants to be a safe distance from the from the market. He doesn't want to get picked off on a, on a surprise like that. So uh, it's just kind of that's part of your market making skills. Uh, eliminate risk on headline numbers. So what that means, then, just to, just to add more detail, is is Dennis is, is on the bid and the ask simultaneously in right. And I mean, yeah, in some stocks, I mean, you've got if you it's a better you know case if you look like a Citadel or you know and, and you look at you know your market makers on the floor, Citadel's off exchange, but they're on exchange as well. I mean, SPY went twenty five cents wide. That's your high frequency trading firm saying, okay, we got a number here, and we're not going to make you a two cent market right now in SPY because we have new information coming off, and we don't want to get picked off by faster algos. So we go wider where we feel comfortable making a market. It might go twenty cents wide if it's you know the unemployment number. We sometimes see SPY go sixty cents wide. So the bid and the ask, the difference between the bid and the ask is what we're talking about. Right now, SPY is a nice, tidy two, three cent market because it's just pricing off of futures. But if futures go wide, SPY will go wide as well because then you can't ARB it. You know? And there's obviously lots of other ETFs to ARB back and forth between two. Fungible liquidity is what you call it. But I mean, it's this is what you know market makers do to protect themselves because they're 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 coming here trying to make two three cents. You're not going to stand in there when they got an economic number coming out at eight thirty on a three cent market, get picked off. Somebody lifts your offer, lift your offer, and you lose a buck. So they got to go wider to make up for the risk of getting picked off. It's called adverse selection risk. They've got to go wider to do that. Uh, can we look at a ride for a second here? Because sure. it, you know, that interview on CBC is over, and it doesn't seem like it went particularly well for ride um well they had numbers too didn't they yeah they had earnings and then they also revealed there was an sec investigation uh i think that stemmed from from, those often stem from short reports whenever a short uh, seller will come out against a a stock or company an sec investigation will follow so that that's not necessarily indicative of anything bad uh but it's still notable. Sounds like the uh, the CEO Steve Burns. Uh, sounds like there is some confusion about, and we've seen this sort of thing before. Uh, how solid their orders were. We, we we've seen this sort of thing. We saw this with with Nikola as well. Is a company says they have orders, but no, they're more like placeholders. They're not paid orders. Not paid like, orders. And and he was on the conference call, and I I believe you know it was Philip that was saying you know because he was following the call, and he's like he's being yeah. very careful with how he's saying his words, like yeah. saying you know they are pre revenue right now, they're not collecting money, they're just it's basically indications of interest more than anything, you know. Yeah. These orders, it's not like people are paying you know certain amounts of money to get in the queue. It's just indications of interest at this time. So, you know, you're still pre-revenue on this. This is as speculative as it gets. So you can't look at Ryan and say, well, it's, well, it's $30, it's 14 it's going to go back to 30 doesn't have to do anything. You know, I would say it was back. You're probably going to find support at 10 if it wants to get into silly town and really start to sell off um, just because these things, things. But remember, it's, it's post-deal too, so you don't even have to find support there. I mean, it's ugly. You're in, you know, a, a deleveraging on, you know, high growth names environment here right now. We've been in that for a while. I mean, you can look at these charts of Ride and DoorDash and, you know, companies that don't have revenue. The market is not into those right now. The market's been moving into the value trade for months. So this is yeah. a classic example of a stock that this market isn't interested in. 
So like Mark says, I think rallies are to be sold and ride. Um, it's nice, you know, that it's had a couple little pops in there and it gets you, you know. It, it's drunk. crazy it gets those. I wonder how many it times. It had a nice bounce two days ago. I mean, it got yeah. sold off to 1364 and got all the way up to 1638. I hope maybe Marcus snuck out maybe on one of those bounces because <laughs> he's pretty, he's good like that. You know, he's managing risk and trying to sneak out of it because we know he was in this one. Um, but you got to be careful of some of these stocks that are just, you know, you can't just say they all come back because, yeah, we've been in this bull market and it seems like all the stocks come back. And we've been in bailout city where, you know, we've had bag holders getting bailed out for years on different stocks. But we're now, you know, entering this market, I feel like, where some of these stocks are not going to come back. I don't feel like Zoom is ever going to be $550 again. Again, I say that and then it'll come and it'll go there. You know, so you can never say never. But, you know, DoorDash and Zoom, some of these are just, you know, the valuations are so stupid that it's, you know, just... It, it makes you just think that there's no way it's going to get back there. I, I just feel like we're like, we're almost like in like April or May of of 2000 now. I feel like. How could you be bullish in. dash if like, if you think that we're coming out of this pandemic? Doesn't make any sense. You, you, that's why it's sold off. Joel. I mean, you're exactly <laughs> I right. I mean, you know, yeah. you're exactly right. We're, we've got the vaccine. We're coming out of this and you know. And you're still going to like. Yeah. You're going to go pay a 50% premium for your food. to get. I don't lucky? understand it. Like I still can understand. So, if you get a 10 buck. If you get a 10 buck meal from McDonald's. Which would be. I don't know. That's a lot of McDonald's food. Like <laughs> what do you have to. What? Value menu. You, you, you get all that value menu. Eh, Joel? We, <laughs> we, we know Joel's a you, any kind of guy. What do you. What do you get? I mean what do they charge? They charge two bucks for that? Two fifty? I think more. Really? And it's 50, 60 percent, maybe yeah. more. When, when you're factoring, when you're factoring in uh, the the normal delivery fee with the certain card with the tip plus the tax, it 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 adds up. It adds. They're, up. they're 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 raking. I mean, that's you know a nice business. But again, like what we were saying when we were talking about the stock about a month ago, and I said I hated it. The main reason was I think there's going to be competition. I mean, those spreads are going to come in. They're not going to be making that kind of money. So if you're, you know, saying, okay, well, they make all this money, you know, they're going to make all you can project it out. And yeah. You can see there's going to be so many other delivery services here that right. are going to do it cheaper. Can uh, I tell my uh, my Domino's pizza story? Right, I mean, right, quick, I mean, quickly, because I, I want to bring on Buck, but quickly. Well, they used when I was in college, they yeah. used to have, if they didn't deliver it within 30 minutes, it oh, would be told, free. And we lived on a one-way street. So if it would be like 28 minutes, we would go park the car. You know, evil, this, and then a guy would come running up to the door all sweating. And, I couldn't get through. There was a car parked there. And then we'd okay. get a free pizza. That's All evil. Right. That's evil. <laughs> All right. I'm bringing on our next guest here, uh, Buck Andrews, uh, the co-founder of Inform. Gonna get him on now. Buck, how are we doing today? Good morning. Good, good. How are you guys? Uh, we don't know. We're confused, Buck. We don't know how we are. Confused. Well, We're confused. I'm yeah, so that, confused. That, what movie is that from? Yeah, that, that happens when the, you know, when the, when the uh, Fed and the macro is uh, moving the market, right? Very confusing. What are yeah. your thoughts here? I mean, you're we're in this market where, okay, you know, we're getting hit yesterday morning, but then Powell comes, bails us out, says the rates are never going to go up ever again, basically. And the market yeah. rips and rallies, and then we give it all back overnight. So yeah, I mean, and you know, we gave it all back. I don't know why we gave it all back. Well, if you look at the 30-year treasury, the 30-year treasury is off over a percent this morning. Yeah, well, that's so, the and, and, yeah. and make a new low. So he, he said that they were going to do $180 billion of treasury purchases, right, per month. And that's what they're doing. 
and they're doing that, and they can't keep the treasuries up. The treasuries are still sliding. That's so, what I know. don't understand. The treasuries are still going down despite because the, because they can't buy enough treasuries to keep the treasury market up. And look at this Fed. Look at this Philly Fed number at fifty one versus twenty. That's hot. You know, it's gonna the the, the market thinks the economy is gonna get hot. The market thinks there's too much stimulus. And they think that interest rates are going up. No matter what the Fed does, they're not going to be able to hold back. It's like putting your finger in a dam. What does that mean? So let's just say that scenario plays out. Interest rates do go up and the Fed can only control the short. They can't control the long. What does that mean for stocks? Well, essentially, you're seeing it already. I think there was a rotation originally in the the tech market, right? In the tech stocks, because they were overvalued. Or you could say potentially overvalued. They've been the hot sector and then you get the unwinding um and people are heading to the dows and the and the dow chemicals and the cats and the, and the john deers of the world and the infrastructure plays right and the financials and some some oils um so a big rotation there right but then then as you you know is with no recovery in treasuries and as they continue to slide Every little time you get like the arcs rallying or you get these uh, tech stocks rallying, it's met with the, uh, another slide in the interest rates, which brings the, the tech stocks right back down. So they're not, they can't hold their ground, Yeah, you know, right, right now. And it, unless we find a, a, you know, a plateau for treasuries and, and uh, techs start to, to, to base out, um, which that's yet to be seen whether that will happen. You know, I, I just don't know. So the safe place, um, you know, I, I mean, I literally I'm holding stuff like Dow Chemical, John Deere and Caterpillar right now on the long side. Defensive. Um, yeah. Totally. Do you think and, those do you think those are safe? Let's say TLT. Let's just set up scenario analysis. TLT continues this cascade lower and we end up like a 120, you know, going down another 10 percent from where we're at. Do you think, you know, that it continues, like money can continues to pile into deer cat, or do they start selling all stocks? Do they start to just worry about, you know, because eventually bonds can get more attractive at prices where it actually will draw money out of equities altogether. That's true. And that, I'm just that's wondering, I don't know. Like, I don't no, 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 no. That, that, that's, that's true. That can happen. I think we're a ways from seeing that. But, you know, I, I think you're going to have to see some stability in the bond market before you're going to get any lift, any permanent lift in the technology stocks. Yeah, why is it just, tech? Why is it just tech that's getting that's just because the, the, the higher? What? What? what you're you're going to ask that? Yeah. Well, yeah why, why? Why? are we all picking on tech? It's not, yeah. Why does tech? Why do just pick but, on tech? But, because, you know, it's counterintuitive because you th- you think that tech doesn't have any any uh, you know they don't have any debt, right? Yeah. So 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 in a way, it's counterintuitive. You think that tech was would um, would perform better, but it just doesn't. It just doesn't, it, you know, usually tech leads the market too in, in most scenarios. So if you think tech is leading the market down, um, eventually, you know, these uh, infrastructure stocks will probably start stop going up once they come to a fair valuation. Um, you know, I, I don't know where we are on that, that uh, you know, and, and there is a big, you know, they're talking about a big infrastructure bill coming through Congress too. That's uh and JC is pointing this out in the chat. You know, obviously we know this. The higher your multiple, the higher your uh, yeah, the higher your, your valuation, the more sensitive you are you are to interest rates. Um, and the, and that's that's where this divergence occurs, right, between like stocks and like business, right? Because like theoretically, 
Uh, tech has never been better positioned to grow, and yet the stocks are 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 going to be sensitive to every, any any change in the interest rates wins. Uh, but yeah, yeah it, it's it's sort of this, right. this weird. Thing. But that being said, that being said, Buck, um, you I did take a position. You did take a position. Stock. Yes, tell us what you bought last week. All right, no, I didn't buy it last week. I bought it this morning. This morning, even better. Oh, what even better. What yeah, I, I bought Unity Software because it's already down from like 170 to like 90. Yeah. So it's it's already had a big move down. And yesterday, um, the if you look here, the they on the getting to the headline of um, of the new officer down below, you see and you read problem. and you yeah. read into the the second story down. Okay. And you read you read into that second paragraph, this CFO that they hired, A, he's leving a job. He's leaving a job at Palo Alto Networks. Okay. And before that, he was CFO, CFO at AWS. And before that, CFO at Cisco. And anybody that leaves a job like Palo Alto Networks to go to a company like this, um, I you know, for me, it said it gives a lot of credence to the growth, long-term growth of this company. Kathy's um, stock too. Kathy's like, and and Kathy's adding. She's so been adding to this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and you can do so, that. Kathy so, pops off it. So I like it. I like. I've been. I've started uh, buying this stock to this morning, um, and if it you know holds and performs well, I'll add to it. All right. So that's that's the that's the one I do like. Not um, totally 100% bearish on everything. Taking a position in Unity Software, no. which is a high flyer. Um, CCIB, we talked about that last week. That's still that's holding up. And just... Um, Churchill Capital, you're still on? Yeah, yeah, I'm still on that because that came down 50%. I've seen the Lucid uh, Studios where they're selling these cars. They look fantastic. Churchill's got an $8 billion valuation. Okay, and it's got a lot of room to grow. So I like that one. It's it's not frothy here. Also, I saw the CEO the other day on on uh, or heard him, and he was saying, "What's is this is an interesting point about SPACs? You'd think SPACs are highly speculative, but in this case, um, he has he got like four to five billion dollars of operating uh, cash." That he says that they will not have to do any kind of raising of capital for at least 2023, which is a, maybe 2024, uh, and they may not have to at all. Which is very different than from Tesla, who is having to go out and raise 200 million here, 200 million there. These guys are sitting on four to five billion, so they can get their job. You know, they can they can get a, a product out there without having to raise a lot of capital around it. So. That's the other thing. You know, you come in in the morning, all of a sudden somebody's raising capital and your stock's down 10%. Yeah. That's not, that's not going to happen here. All okay. right. So that's, the, so I like that one. One other point, Spence, Spencer, is yeah. that uh, we now have a community, community um, feature. So there's a community uh, list where if you put in stocks into that list, it gives the price point and who put it in. So we can start looking at, if you go to the dashboard over here on the right, or right below the Bitcoin community. Oh, got a. All right, so we tra we track the performance of the stocks that have been that have been yeah, given. Okay, so you're you're crowdsourcing ideas, basically, right? Essentially, yes. Yeah. So we, we're we're starting to put in a lot of like social type stuff into the, into the system. 
so that you know people can put up their stocks. If you guys have stocks that you're talking about on the show, that people come on, throw them into the community and watch how they perform. Uh, Buck Andrews is the co-founder of Inform, uh, I-N-4-M.info. I'll throw the link back up on the screen here. Buck, is there anything else you're – you mentioned you're you're pretty defensive. You you did take a position in tech. Is there anything else that's that's like imminently on your radar that you're watching to maybe add a trim here? Well, uh, you know what? I'm still looking at – I'm still in these uh, Bitcoin – stocks You're still in, in like the right and, and if you and if, if you look back at the performance of those they've been pretty darn good yeah they fell out a riot i think i mentioned that around low 20s on the show and it's up 67 so it's it's a double since i first mentioned it and it's held in there yeah. so and i was i was looking at the news on that too and they were posting you know how much money they're actually making from bitcoin the question that i have though is will bitcoin hold if interest rates and tech does not hold. That's the question. We like, don't really know because we've never nobody. been in the environment. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. Nobody, nobody really knows, right? Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. knows nothing. I mean, you know, everybody I, I, thinks I, I, it's an inflation hedge, but you know, is it the inflation I, hedge? You I know, guess. Is it? I, I guess, Buck, I guess you could go back to like 2015, 2016 and look at Bitcoin, but that was before it was as mainstream as it is today. Yeah. But I don't know. We don't really know. It's a really, it's a really good question. Honestly, I can't. Yeah, wait. No. yeah. So that's that's going to be the big question. Does, does yeah. Bitcoin hold up? That will that will determine whether those stocks hold up because we do hold some of those. Yeah, uh, and they performed. Actually, they performed really well. Um, they performed well. CCIV has performed well for us. Believe it or not, we bought AMC down around seven dollars. You still hold AMC? Ooh. Yeah, we, we we still have AMC. Okay. Goodbye. Very interesting. We've trimmed, we trimmed a little bit out, but we're we are you know hey, holders of AMC. We're, 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 in, we're in it. We're in it for the social, the the social aspect. They're <laughs> opening up ninety eight percent of the movie theaters. It said overnight. Exactly. So another pop on that as well. We Story is still intact. We got Disneyland opening up now in California. Yeah. yeah. Things are reopening. All right. Yeah. It's, it's Buck. We uh, we look forward to hearing about your diamond hands next week. Buck Andrews is the co-founder. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the, I wish I had the diamond hands. I'm not as good as they are. Not as good. Not as good. That's okay. We, we can't. We can't all be as good as as, as Rowan Katie. Thanks a lot, Buck. Okay. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Have Buck. a good week, guys. All right, and once again, uh, in4m inform info. There's the link up on the bottom of the screen. Okay, let's do some ticker time from the chat. Uh, I feel oh, like yeah. we we've been uh, not doing a great job of covering questions from chat, so I want to get to more of those. Um, as uh, Hot Stocks Luke Jacoby tells me to um, scroll up into my Slack, and I don't know what he wants from me. Luke, what do you want from me? I don't know, man. Okay, let's go to the chat. Any questions from chat? Drop them in. We'll do some ticker time here, and we'll talk about what you want to talk about for a few minutes here um okay yeah we mentioned this earlier tkat this is one of those uh and uh nft plays right so there's like a it's like a half dozen stocks i'm just going to list you off a bunch of tickers all right uh that are that are being um played as if as if they're nft plays right um ocg okay idex grnq TKAT, CNET, CNET, M Mary, MKGI, there's two more, TAOP, and CLPS. Those are, those are stocks that are moving off of the NFT 
um, mania, which I think is a fair thing to call it. Right. right. Um, anyway, TKAT might have been the biggest gainer of the of that bunch. I'm not quite sure, but regardless, the, those lists of stocks are be are moving or trading as if they are plays on on, on NFT. So and there's a bunch of other ones too. I mean, everybody's trying to find a link to NFT because it's a cool thing. It's like blockchain was, you know, it was, you know, we go through these and you know we see all those stocks start to go crazy. Um, you know where the pony ride ends we don't know and the nft thing is early i mean i i'm a believer you know i was even saying the kodak could be a potential nft play as well um you know obviously bigger stock but then it got hammered on the earnings um but still looking at that as you know there's potential there too so lots of potential plays there for you know going with this nft thing i think nfts are stupid but at the same time <laughs> wait a minute uh, wait a minute i thought the our our hans and franz thing from da- from 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 was it david uh is going to be an nft I okay well were- let's sell it make a make a million dollars save it some of the money we gonna token <laughs> just i don't know no but i i think it's I, and that's cool like it's it's fun to do videos and stuff i just think the okay so not the nft i think paying millions of dollars yeah, for a screenshot of something is stupid, and I think we'll look back on this investing age and where people are paying sixty nine million dollars for a digital piece of art, or you know, paying a million dollars for a tweet. I think we'll look back on this, and these will be like the poster child things of how stupid investing was in twenty twenty one. I think we'll look back, and you know, the digital art, even the crypto, I think the mania and all that. I think that's what this is going to be looked back at. Like 19, we look back always in 1999 and say it was the internet bubble. Is this going to be, you know, the crypto NFT bubble, you know, all this, you know, just digital asset bubble? Um, I think so. But, you know, where this tops out, who knows? So I'm not saying, you know, go short all these stocks. Absolutely not. I mean, these are storied stocks that can just get carried away. And you know what? Maybe the story for the NFT stuff is still starting. You know, I've tried to, you know, find and play a couple of these stocks as well. So, but as trades, I won't be putting these in my long-term portfolio and forgetting about them because I think when it all ends, I just don't think a piece of digital art's worth $50 million. Isn't, isn't it the thing about art is that you buy something and it's beautiful and like you hang it up in your house? That's right? what I thought. So people well, see well, it? Rare. No. Well, how do, what do you do? Say, not, oh, come here and look at my computer? That's not necessarily true. A lot of people use art as an asset. It's a store of value. So that's what the argument is, is that you can store that value digitally as well. Yeah. But is it scarce when you can just print it out and anybody can just print? I mean, you can print out. There's an argument there to know, be made can, because you can print out any, you know, you can, can print you out print videos. You can, can you print videos? I'm, I'm not aware of videos that can be printed. All right. I, 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 I like, and, you know, maybe me and Joel are too old for this. And maybe it is going to be all digital assets in the future. And we're all going to be transacting crypto. And, yeah. you know, it's all going to be, you know, completely different. So, you know, that could be the case. I won't be participating in that. Like I said, I have a little bit of Bitcoin okay. for fun. <laughs> But, you know, if the world's going all digital and, you know, all our U.S. dollars are going to be worthless, I'm going to be up shit creek. So because I'm not going that way, um, that, then that's fine. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you know, I'm the idiot here and I should be like Pomp and having 97% of my money in Bitcoin. You know, he's been laughing. I mean, he's killed it. He's killed it with that call. He's been, you know, let's give him some credit. Mark Yusko as well. Let's give him some credit. I mean, Mark... Mark is more, you know, my style. Mark doesn't have that high of a percentage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mark says get off of zero. And and Mark talked me into getting off of zero. We like Mark Yusko. We love Mark Yusko. Comes on the show. The guy's very smart, you know, and he just says get off zero. Pomp is all Bitcoin. He's like 97% of my net worth is in Bitcoin. Who's that? 
Pompe- uh, Andrew Pompiano, who works with Mark yeah. Yusko on there. Oh, okay, okay. So he was on C. He's been on CBC, and you know it's and you know he puts his money where his mouth is. He's he's been right. He's been dead right. So we got to give him credit too. Bitcoin has continued to run. I would never put my ninety-seven percent of my wealth into a digital currency. You would put ninety percent of your wealth nothing, into one nothing, thing. Yeah, nothing. exactly. I have a quick question: Shit Creek is that a creek in Canada? <laughs> that's the show, the show. Shit's that was the, that was a good show. That <laughs> right. was kind of fun. Great show. What a lot of what, what a lot of. <laughs> okay, okay, wait a minute. I asked for tickers in the chat, and then we got distracted. So uh, SOS, Joel, can you give a can you give us SOS? A, give us a I think that's a save tough our stock. Yeah. yeah, that's just a tough stock to own. I mean, just on the the symbol itself. Kind of rapid finance. Uh, oh boy, oh boy! It's I'm down... not saying it, but smaller Chinese stocks you never really know. Counting over there is, is sketchy, so mm. I don't know. Let's just. I like take... going to the big Chinese companies. I don't like going to the little ones. Yeah, I would just say first things first here. Some the eight. Let's get over eight today. Uh, two highs, seven eighty-eight, seven ninety-six. And then maybe you can make a challenge at this eight sixty-five. But also matching range days almost on the downside, right? You did take out the low six. It just it not was that an inside day? No, not an inside day. A little bit of a uh, a higher high and a little bit of lower low. So let it shake out. It just seems like there's someone out there selling at eight. That's just what I'm thinking. Here in SOS Limited, whatever that is. Question about Neo. Neo, I haven't looked at Neo. Valuation nuts. And this is this is a stock that if the bull market continues, it will be a buying opportunity. It's the kind of stock though that again, competition all over the place. Yes, they're actually making cars, electric cars, which mm-hmm. is excellent, but competition coming for all of these. I mean, I, I still say there's a reason you see General Motors continuing to go higher here. Made new highs again yesterday. Ford sold off a bit because there was some news or something. But, I mean, I think the Ford's a buying opportunity, too. I think GM and Ford are going to be major players in EV. And I think when, you know, the dust settles there, you know, there's going to be Tesla, obviously. There's going to be Ford and GM right up there, too. Is Neo going to be one of the major players? It's number two right now, yeah, apparently, with, you know, with their electric vehicles. At least they see it as a number two. I'm not sure that's the case, if it's real or not. I, I just don't know. Uh, the competition is going to get so intense here. I can't pay ridiculous valuations for those kind of plays. I mean, Neil's trading with a Mercat more than Ford, is it not? Uh, let's just give it perspective. I so. Yeah, let's look at the Neo market cap. You got to use, you know, this is what you got to do sometimes. Just use your exercise and use logic. So you got 68 billion. This did not work with Tesla, by the way, when I did this, you know, years ago. <laughs> so, so, you know, obviously, it's, yeah, it's so not Neo's yet. worth more than Ford. Yep. It's worth a lot more than Ford. It's worth 30% more than Ford. Um, they're going to make a fraction of the vehicles. It's almost worth as much as GM. I would much rather own GM or Ford than you. Uh, 46 is a pesky area. And uh, you did sneak over it uh, back on the 11th. You snuck over it again on the 15th. But the last two days, the sellers have come off 46. They've come down. We're trading down in the pre-market. So... Also, that high, it a uh, little bit above that. I don't know. Just until this clears forty six, kind of got hit after earnings. And kind of, if this can't uh, clear forty six, hold forty six in a jiffy here. I think you roll over, take back some of this rally. Uh, where to get down to thirty one sixty seven? Maybe get back half of that rally. 15 point rally seven and a half that'll take you down to the 37 38 area that's what i'm looking at and i oh let's do one more dennis's favorite stock which is woof 
talking about dogs barking? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even that was remember JC, right? that one. What now? That what do you mean? That was you and jo- and and Dennis. What? Really? I, don't remember, oh, okay. I don't remember saying that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play. It I think again. you made that up. I'll, I'll play it again. Talk about dogs barking. There you go. <laughs> kind of sound like JC there. <laughs> I don't know Ooh. where you found that one. That's ridiculous. Uh, it was five years ago, Dennis. Nice pop. Woof. Five minutes ago. Woof. Woof. No health. They had earnings this morning. EPS mm. beat sales beat. They gave guidance for the year. EPS well above the guidance. Uh, the the estimate well above the estimate. How much they make? Uh, there. This is the how much did they make last quarter? Their sales are one point three uh, billion dollars, one point three four. This is what they guided, though. They guided, what were their earnings? They guided for the year uh, adjusted EPS uh, in like the sixty three to sixty cent, sixty six cent per share range, and the estimate was at twenty three cent per share. So they guided well above the EPS estimate. That's for the entire year. They're going to make for the year. Sense? That's for the year. They guided well above the EPS estimate for the year. Sales also about sales for the year. The guiding in like like five and a quarter billion, which was above the estimate as well, four point nine. So. Uh, estimates well above. I'm sorry, numbers well above estimates for the year. Get me to 26 here. Yeah. Show me. Show me you can get to 26. You had a high at uh, 26.24 on one day, 25.98 the other day. Uh, where are we at here? We're at uh, 25.10. So longer it takes to clear, get that you know, take out 26 and keep on going, maybe roll over a little bit, but that's a really good number. And uh, after it came down, it just kind of held there. And then it really broke down on uh, February 16th. So that's my How number on the upside. Chewy? What do they do? Uh, different? So this, is, this is online pet food. Well, it's, 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 it's Petco, right? It's, uh, it's, it's also Is it like the physical stores that we see Petco, like the physical stores. Yeah, you're talking the yeah. physical store and online. And one, one thing that I can tell you that Wolf has an advantage now is they're using their stores like their delivery thing. So they're giving you a discount if you go and pick up. If you do pick up, you get about 25% off. So um, this is helping them. I think, you know, they changed this around in the pandemic. They used to not have this, a pickup service. And I think this is definitely helping them. All right. We have it. We got a super chat. One more American outdoor AOUT. This is the, uh, the spinoff from, Oh Smith, yeah. From, uh, Smith and Weston. This is not the firearm assets. This is like everything else that they, this is their outdoor recreation thing. They had earnings last night. Their mm-hmm. EPS was up year over year. Their sales were up year over year. They gave guidance for the year. Well above estimates. Outdoor stuff is still hot. And I think yep. it still stays hot. Um, <sighs> breaking out to new highs, and I, I, I don't. When they're breaking out to new highs, I don't short them. I, I don't like buying rips, so I'd like a pullback to buy it. But it's a breakout; looks pretty good on the charts. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? This thing is uh, not quite the old time high. That would be thirty. So I just that was on the when it re IPO'd. Uh, just take it through the P market high right now, twenty six forty eight. You're right there right now. I think if you're looking X of the long. You know, maybe see if you get lifted at 27, see if you get lifted at 27 and a half, you know, see how, see how, uh, what their appetite is on the upside. Because the only thing you have is that opening high at 30.01. That was back in August of last year. All right. We spent the entirety of this show pretty much trying to hold up in the S&Ps and I guess it's working for now. Doing Uh, Okay. Yeah, we're doing okay. All right, that'll be a wrap for pre-market prep. Everyone, please remember that all the information on our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. You can also catch this show on a podcast. 
if you uh, are busy and in the car or whatever, you don't want to actually stare at a screen, you want to listen, that's fine too. We're on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the major ones. Just search Benzinga or Pre-Market Prep to find it. And thank, thanks to our guests today. Thanks to both of them, Mark and Buck Andrews. Once again, today's show sponsored by Inform. To learn more, go to in4m.info. Joel, I will catch you for the At The Close Show at 3.30. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see you get some fireworks. All right. It's going to be a very interesting day, that's for sure. Joel, I'll see you later. All right. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.